0: Hey, Tiffany here. Can you guys believe that it is July and we're in the middle of at the movies? We had so much fun during build week and the lobby looks incredible. And we know that God is gonna change hearts and lives for eternity during this series. So thank you so much for each and every one of you who came out and were a part of making the build happen. We're so thankful for each and every one of you. Well, if you didn't get to hear what we talked about last month, our team is taking a break for the summer. But we didn't want you to miss out on the opportunity to continue to grow in your leadership. So we're giving you some of our favorite and most listened to podcasts. And this month, we're going to get to hear from Lindsay and Mindy as they talk about tips and tricks for how to deal with anxiety. Let's check it out.
1: Hey, guys, welcome to the Life Group Leader podcast. This is Mindy. I'm so excited to have you join us this month. We have a great special guest with us, one that I'm really excited about. Um, it's Lindsay Johnson. It's Lindsay Johnson. Lindsay is one of our community leader coaches, and she serves here at the church, and I am so thankful for just the friendship and the leadership that she has in my life, and I'm excited for you guys to hear from her today um, as we talk about anxiety, the silent but deadly killer. (laughs) Uh, So thanks for joining us, Lindsay. Will you tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, for sure. So
2: I am so excited to be here, so thanks for having me. Um, my name is Lindsay Johnson, like you said, and I am married to my husband John. We just celebrated nine years. And um, we have an incredible little boy, Phoenix, who will be two on Saturday. And we've been going to Life Church um, since we've been married. So I guess right around nine years. We started out at Midtown on the host team at Midtown, Campus, And then when Jinx campus opened, we came over and we love it here. So I recently transitioned to the info wall and I love it. I love Mm -hmm. getting people connected to life groups and helping them find community. It's my favorite part of the week. And
1: so, um, anyway, we love it at Jinx. So I'm glad to be here. Yeah. And we're glad that here too. And if you guys are listening and that you, if your life group is open and you're getting, um, people sent to you from the church, Lindsay probably has something to do with that (laughs) because she is really passionate about connecting people. Um, two life groups on the weekend, and so we're really thankful to have her with us. But so, uh, like I said, today we are talking about anxiety, but before we dig into that, we have to have some fun first. That's oh, always, geez. always a thing. <laughs> we always have to do that, and Lindsay has this no idea. <laughs> this is giving me anxiety. <laughs> Lindsay has no idea what is coming, um, but as you know, we always start out um, with a hot seat question, all right, because um, we want to know about you. So when I was thinking about like, what could we ask Lindsay? Like, what are some things? And I just thought that probably the most appropriate thing um, would be to just ask you like, what is an ideal day for you? What does an ideal day look like for you? Whether work or no work? Just what what does your day look like? Oh man, that's a tough
2: one. So I am a little over 20 weeks pregnant right now. Mm -hmm. So I got to tell you. My ideal day is going to be really low key, probably lots, <laughs> lots of Netflix and lots of food no, yes. <laughs> and, and probably hanging out with my dog and, and no responsibilities, no house cleaning duties or, uh, work things I need to do. That's probably my ideal day right now.
1: Yeah. Well, it I would agree with that. So having <laughs> maybe my ideal day not pregnant, but it definitely feels more common in my schedule on a weekend nowadays. Uh I was going to say like just as your friend, I feel like the ideal day <laughs> for you would include a lot of naps. Yes. Um yes. and I was going to say food too, um but
2: yeah, right. definitely
1: naps. And nap um,
2: is in my day if I can in- anyway. I mean if it's 5 minutes that's okay, at least it happened, but you know, a good solid hour, extra <laughs> of sleep. Five minutes. I mean, I need some time to
1: fall asleep during the day. Are any of you guys out there like that? Do you take five-minute naps? Right. I cannot even with you that. Just <laughs> tilt your head back in the car, in park, obviously, when you're relaxed. <laughs> in the
2: you car. Just tilt it back for a few minutes, and there you go.
1: That is a serious, um, that's a serious like nap right there. If you're taking if you're taking a five-minute nap in the car, I just can't. Yeah. But, yes, that's why I love you. Like, yep. nap. Nap away. And yeah. if I ever call you and I can't get a hold of you, I um, – I usually will text Lindsay if I can't get a hold of her and be like, I bet you're napping, aren't you? So exactly. <laughs> uh, nothing wrong with that. Um, well, thank you for sharing that with us.
2: Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Embarrassing, but, oh, thanks.
1: <laughs> um, um, yeah. So today, um, we're talking about kind of a serious subject, um, because while we have a lot of fun with things, um, there are some things in our life that are serious. And one of them for both of us, uh, that we wanted to share and talk about through today is anxiety and yeah. it's, um, can be a really serious thing in your life. It can affect you in a ton of different ways. Um, and I don't know how many of you that are listening struggle with that, um, as well, but I just know as I've been Speaking, you know, with God and just listening to where, where it is that He wanted us to go with this next podcast, it was really clear that He wanted us to be vulnerable and share, you know, just about how anxiety has affected our life and how sure. we can work to overcome it. Um, so, you know, for me, I have like irrational anxiety, um, and whenever I allow anxiety to just grip my life it affects me in a number of ways it's it's physical spiritual mental emotionally all of those ways it affects my complete you know just me it affects completely my whole life my family everything whenever I allow it to grip me and control me um and whenever I have anxiety and Lindsay can attest to this because I just you know we just talk a lot and so um I have irrational things, like very, (laughs) very, like almost like silly things, like, that don't make any sense. Like, I have been awake at night worrying about a meteor hitting my house and then, <laughs> like, not being able to get to my kids' bedrooms because somehow, magically, the meteor hit their rooms but not my room and we're in the same house. I don't know how that would ever happen, but that is an irrational fear. And I will lay awake at night worried about that. Yeah. Um, and then more serious things that actually really could happen, like, um, you know, losing my family in a car accident sure. or, um, you know, something happening to one of my children. Like I have those irrational, um, fears and, and some of them, like I said, could be very real and some of them are not, but regardless, they both have the same effect on me. Um, and I lose sleep and I, I, it's just not struggle. Yeah. Yeah. It's a struggle for sure. Um, so what about you?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I am in the majority, like you said, Mm and all of My tribe, my circle, my friends, like we've all struggled with anxiety and fear in different ways. And it's interesting because it's so unique to every single person Yeah, and it can even be unique to you in different seasons. You could feel Mm -hmm. a certain level of anxiety in a certain way at one time in your life. And then, you know, fast forward a few months, you're in a new season and it can present totally differently. Mm -hmm. And, um, so that's the thing about anxiety is that, and fear is that it's just based Uh, in lies. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of, um, identifying those lies and those, um, you know, I guess just not truths, those that's the first step to me in identifying and knowing kind of what to do next and how to get a plan, you know? So, but yeah, absolutely. I, I, I face all different types of anxiety, um, from, rational things, not Mm -hmm. necessarily irrational, but rational things. I worry about my son, Phoenix. Um, you know, I worry something could happen to him spontaneous and very unlikely, but, um, I worry about that kind of thing. And so, uh, yeah, anxiety is real.
1: Mm -hmm. It is real. And I I like what you said that it affects us all in different ways and it depends on the season that you're in. And that is so true, but you've actually had something happen in your life that, um, I would say most people would be like, "Well, I can understand why you would have anxiety about sure. that. Like, yeah. th- this is, you know, yes." And um, so, um, would you want to share that with, of course, everyone?
2: Yeah. Um, so, after four years of a struggle with infertility, my husband and I um, gave birth to a beautiful little girl in 2015, and her name was Aspen. And one month from that day, we went. I went upstairs to nurse her. And um, she was unresponsive. And what we found out later was that she passed away from sudden infant death syndrome. Um, again, you know, that happens to very few children, um, yeah. you know, annually. But when it happens to you, it's 100% of the time, right? Right. And so, um, you know, that that's just been a place where God has met us in mm-hmm. all of our um, sadness and grief. But, you know, the enemy has has challenged us in terms of, um, with our son who was born three days shy of what would have been her one year birthday. Mm, yeah. I mean, it, it was like deja vu, right? right? One year later giving birth to this beautiful little boy in the same hospital room one year later. And we were so excited mm-hmm. and so grateful that God had blessed us in this way, but we were terrified to lay him down at night. Yeah, you of know? course. Mm-hmm. Is he going to wake up? Right. You know, so we struggled in that way. But um, like I said, God met us there and, and we had to constantly battle our mind and our thoughts um, and, and how to deal with those those fears,
1: yeah, yeah, that's really difficult. Um, and I, I mean, I've told you this before, but I know just all of us are so sorry that that happened to you. And, you. um, but watching your faith and yours and John's faith and what God has done in your lives and what God has done to the people around you, um, you know, through that has been pretty remarkable. And so sharing that today, you know, that's a real thing that happened. So your anxiety that you have, I feel like I am just like, well, yeah, you should have anxiety, right? right? right. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine. Um, so yeah, definitely. But that's not how you feel about it though.
2: No, not at all. I mean, I, I know that God has called us to live not in fear, right. but, um, he called us to a life of abundance. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we, like I said, we make the choice daily to not allow that fear to consume us. Yeah. And sometimes it may even feel like we're making that choice hourly and moment by moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that for, for me, there are certain times of the year that are triggers. Um, and so I try to be as proactive as I can when I, when I know that I'm going to have an anxious time or there, it could be a difficult struggle in terms of like, so in September and October, those are, that was the month that, um, Aspen lived, but also the month that she passed away. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, we I try to require very little of myself during that month. Sure. I, I keep the praise and worship music constant mm-hmm. and and I really make an extra effort effort to um, Self love and to stay in the word even more so than I would on a normal basis. Yeah. And um, those are some things that I try to be proactive because right. I know that those months are going to be a challenge. Right.
1: Yeah. That's really good to be proactive and just find ways that not necessarily that you can distract yourself, you know, sure. from that, but to consume yourself with the goodness of God. Yeah. Um, because it'd be easy to focus on. Um, you know, this every single year at this time of year. I know that it's going to be hard and it would be really easy to dwell on that. And Mm -hmm. so I love what you're saying, like being proactive and knowing Um, what is going to trigger you and then setting up some things in place that are going to be like, I'm just going to know how good God is. Yeah, exactly. Something that
2: we've started doing, uh, my husband and I, is we do a grateful journal, just all about gratitude. And, you know, it's really easy to get focused on what you don't have and what's missing Mm -hmm. in your life. And that can be a source of anxiety and fear. And, um, you know, I think if we take a moment in the morning and we get, get started thinking about what we have and what, how grateful we are for what God has given us, it kind of can start your mindset in a, in a more positive way.
1: Yeah, that's really good to do whether, you know, like you guys have gone through something. Sure. You know, I haven't necessarily been through anything that causes my anxiety. I, you know, like my, it's like I've t- talked about irrational anxiety and then some things that are very well could happen, but they haven't happened. Right. And so I think regardless of whether something has happened to you and it causes some anxiety and a trigger mm-hmm. or nothing has happened, like in my case, like a grateful journal is a great place to start, sure. um, to set your mind and, and your, your thoughts, you know, on God and how good he is and the good things that he wants for you, Absolutely. um, to get your mind going and something, you know, we just finished, you know, uh, our second week of mastermind and, yeah. um, heading into our third week. And I love pastor Craig's declarations that he made, his affirmations, mm-hmm. and he shared those, um, with us. And, you know, there are some really good things in there for anxiety, um, And I say that because I I read through the list and I was like, I need to apply some of these in my life. Like I, you know, anxiety is my stronghold. Um, that is something that if I'm not really careful, it can consume me. And there's some things that I do as well. Um, like you that help me Mm -hmm. to overcome it. And then this was something that I I added into it was the affirmations, um, just knowing how important they are um, to apply. So for me, the applying, Two of them really stuck out to me for anxiety. Um, the first one is, "My words, thoughts, and imaginations are under the power of Christ. I take all thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ." Because my thoughts, they can be obedient sure. to Christ. I can take captive of them immediately. Of that. Yeah, that's. I good. can make that decision um, to not let those have a stronghold on me every single day. That's good. Um, and so th- that's one of them. And then there's um, one more. The that I would like to share. Um, and it's my God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power of love and of a sound mind. And there's another one. <laughs> I was just reading through and I was like, Oh wait, there's another one. There's so many good ones. You guys, if you haven't checked it out, you should definitely do that. Um, it worry is not my master. I trust in God. His peace guards, my heart guards, my mind and guards, my soul in Christ Jesus. And it's true, worry not good. my master. It's so good. It's, he's not, worry is not my master. I trust God and I want to honor God in all areas of my life, including in my thoughts and not allowing um, the enemy to place these worries, you know, and concerns in, in my mind when they're just irrelevant. Absolutely. They're just irrelevant. Yeah, I
2: think that's so good. And having a, a mantra or a declaration over your life, I think that's incredible. And of course, mm-hmm. Pastor Craig would have something like that, right? Yes. He's such an incredible he leader. Is. Yes, um, something that I do when I'm really struggling um, with with fear and anxiety is I, I recite scripture. Yeah, um, I have a couple of verses that have been so important and so instrumental mm-hmm. to just, like you said, grabbing those thoughts. And yeah. what I like to do is I like to try to line them up with God's word. Yeah. And every time they don't line up, right? Because <laughs> it's not from God. It's fear. Right. You know, darkness does not live where the light is. Mm-hmm. And so I love lining up my thoughts with God's word because I know that that's the truth and that's a, that's a strong foundation. Um, yeah. That's where you want to start. And so um, don't be anxious about anything, but in pray and everything with thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the uncomprehensible peace of God will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Um, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Yeah, that one's First good. Peter 5, 7. Mm-hmm. I love that this is in God's word. Yeah, it right. Is. I mean, this isn't like we've found something new that we're struggling with. Right. I mean, if it's in God's word, mm-hmm. this is an instruction manual on how to live the life that God mm-hmm. wants you to live. And yeah. it's in black and white. It's this is what to do. Cast your anxieties on him because he cares for you.
1: Right. It's not like there's like a, a training you know, you go through, this is how you combat anxiety and there's not a podcast. I mean, yeah, you can listen to podcasts maybe like this one to hear about, you know, maybe some ways that you could, but ultimately like it all points back to God's word. Right. Uh, we can tell you things all day long, but it all points back to God. Like that is directly, I cast all your anxieties on him. That is directly from God. That's directly from the Bible. He's telling you like, Give it up, girl, give mm-hmm. it to me or give it up, guy, you know. Um so I think we can all, you know, get in God's word to help prepare ourselves um for when anxiety does strike. So you're going to laugh and make fun of me. Like well, this
2: up. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, but I love the Enneagram test and it's just a personality test. It's not an end all be all. Some people are about it. Some people are not. I love it. Mm -hmm. I've loved learning about what makes me tick and I am a seven and one things, one thing about sevens is that they love to be positive and, and have, Oh, nothing's wrong. Everything's great type of mentality. Yeah. And sometimes you do that so often that you even fool yourself mm-hmm. into feeling yeah. that way.
1: You fake it till you make it, right? Yes, yeah. fake it
2: till you feel it. Exactly. And so
1: um,
2: something that isn't super healthy with that is that um, you aren't always honest and vulnerable. Yes. And I have found that I will sometimes talk to God in a little less honest of a way Because I am, oh, everything's fine. I'm just so grateful, God, for what you have done. Right. (laughs) But the reality is God created my heart and he knows me Mm -hmm. better than I know myself. And so he's not intimidated by my feelings of fear or anxiety. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make him uncomfortable or feel bad. That is a um, opportunity for me to be able to communicate with God on the most real and vulnerable level and allow him to meet me there and to provide peace and, um, and, a kind, a soft heart to myself. So I don't know. I just that is one thing that is new for me. It's just really yeah. being super vulnerable and honest with God um, more than ever because He's not uncomfortable with our anxieties. Right, behaviors.
1: like we can make each other uncomfortable. You sure. know, it might be uncomfortable for you to share with another like person, another human being. It's like uncomfortable this is to how, hear about your media, yeah. Situation. <laughs> Okay. Okay. below But anxiety is an uncomfortable subject. Like mm-hmm. it's difficult to talk about because I think when you start sharing, um, you know, these thoughts and fears that you have, like you're afraid people are going to make fun of you. You're going to think you're crazy because you think a meteor is going to hit your house <laughs> um, and something is going to happen. Um, but so it's uncomfortable to talk about, but the truth is we're not alone. Nope. Um, we're not alone. I, I wish I had the statistics, statistics on how many should struggle with anxiety and just aren't open with it. But I love just, yes, you may not be able to be honest and vulnerable with the other people in your life Mm -hmm. just yet, but you can be honest and vulnerable with God because he already knows your heart. He already knows what's bothering you. And I think just giving that to him is a really big first step in starting to um, get to where the anxiety doesn't control you is where you control the anxiety. Absolutely. Two things on that. One, as
2: soon as you say it out loud, whether it's to God or to a really close friend, Mm -hmm. it loses its power over you. Yeah. I mean, there's something about verbally um, kind of confessing or explaining, Hey, this is something I'm struggling with. Um, You know, that is a huge uh, shift in power yeah. because now it's it's not just in your head. It's mm-hmm. out there, and now we can actually work on it. Yeah, that's um, true. And, and secondly, you're right. You may not have a group of friends that you can talk to about some of the anxieties you're facing, mm-hmm. but I would challenge you to find some friends to dig in with right. because- you know, without that community around you, mm-hmm. that can be a very lonely battle for when sure. when the reality, you aren't alone, but it does take some vulnerability. Yeah, it does, it does take some effort on your part to step out, get that next step, go sign up for a life group, mm-hmm. you know, walk in with anxiety, all right. nervous and yeah. meet new people and let your guard down and give it a chance. But I do know that God created us to live in community with others. Yeah. Um, And so I, I really can't speak enough about my personal life group that I am, really close with a lot of mm-hmm. friends. And, yeah. um, you know, it's just so important to have that tribe of people that you can talk to about the real life, messy things that you go through day to day.
1: Yeah, it's really good. And I know most of you guys listening, like you're leading a life, you're in community, but, um, if you do struggle with anxiety and you, um, maybe you just don't feel comfortable opening up in the community that you're currently in. Um, just like Lindsay said, I would encourage you to also maybe find, um, another, Group of people that you feel like you can open up to. I'm not saying to leave your current life group, that's not what I mean. Uh, I'm just saying uh, maybe an additional group. Uh, you know, I am in two life groups, and in both of my life groups, I feel um, the openness and the connectedness to just be real and just yeah. be vulnerable. And that has been really life changing for me and the way that I, you know, keep my anxiety. In check, Yeah, that's good. Through community, for sure. And, you know, Lindsay had said that she recites verses um, whenever she starts to feel, you know, panicked and like anxiety is going to take over. And uh, for me, what I do is I pray for other people. Uh, So if I'm in the middle of the night, if it is 2.30 in the morning and I wake up worrying about a meteor hitting my house or any other, you know, possible real thing that could happen. And um, I start praying for other people. And so I just ask God to, to show me who he wants me to pray for. And that is always different people. Sometimes it's my family. Sometimes it's pe- ladies in my life group or the men in my life group. Um, or, uh, maybe it's some of you guys, even leaders, you know, I, I pray for you guys too. Uh, people that I work with, it's, it can be anyone that God just places in my heart. It could be even somebody I met over the weekend. And that, has uh, also been really life-changing for me because um, I feel like God gives me peace through that. As I'm yeah. praying for other people, He kind of is showing me um, to trust Him because um, we hear about people going through things all the time. Everyone is going through something. They're facing some kind of struggle in their life, sure. and I think that's God's way of reminding me in the middle of the night that He's still in control, um, that He's still you know with every single one of us, and that I can be at peace with that. I can live in peace um, because He is— he is with us. Yeah. And and praying Mm -hmm. for other people too, Mindy is such a great
2: way to combat anxiety because it takes your mind off of yourself. Yeah. The majority Mm -hmm. of anxiety and fear come from like a very internal focus Yeah, in terms of like what you, um, think could happen. You know, you think you're in control. Right. And so that when you start praying for other people reminds you who really is in control. Yeah. And, and, and I'll be honest, that's probably my least favorite thing is feeling yeah, like I'm not <laughs> right. in control. Right. Because I wish that I, you know, sometimes there's times when I wish I wouldn't have experienced what we went through losing Aspen, Yeah, you know, because I am so hyper aware of the fact I am not in control. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard. Yeah. It's a hard sure. feeling. It's a hard way to live your life. I think before losing her, I had this sense of like, you know, I was a little bit in control Mm -hmm. and that was just such a, um, out of, out of my control situation that took place that I'm constantly reminded, you know, I'm not in control, but I'm loved
1: by the one who is. Yeah, exactly. That's really good. That is really good. Something to remember. It is hard not to want to be in control of everything. Um, and so I think it's, it's really applicable to know that, yeah, we're not in control, but we, are loved by the one that who is. And so we can trust everything to work out and we don't have to worry and we can literally cast all of our cares onto him because he loves us and wants us to do that. And that's the yeah. way he's called us to live. Um, you know, we've talked about some of the things that we do to combat anxiety. And, uh, I know for you guys listening, maybe some of you also have some things that you do, um, to help combat that. And so we'd love to hear those. You guys can share those with us on our Facebook page, or we'd love to catch you on a weekend because, you know, we are all better together. And the more that we can support each other uh, and care for one another as we both go through different things or all of us go through different things. It is better because as you guys already know, you're in a life group. God did not put us here to do life alone. He um, planned on us doing life together and we can help to support one another through that. So I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on anxiety and um, maybe things that bother you and how you get through that. But I want to thank Lindsay for being here today. Um, You are such a great person. You're such an uh, uh, incredible woman of God. I love hearing, you know, the messages that God gives to you to give to me personally, whenever I am going through something, but also just the way that you lead um, other leaders here, the way that you connect people and the passion that you have for um, getting people to know Jesus. So we're thankful for you here Jesus.
0: Thank you. I'm glad to be here. It's so fun doing this. It's a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Mindy and Lindsay shared some great ideas for how to deal with anxiety, but we'd love to hear tips and tricks that you have for dealing with anxiety in your life. You never know. One of the tips or tricks that you share might just be the thing that helps somebody else break through the anxiety that's holding them back. We'll see you guys next month. And remember, whoever finds God, finds life.